This week on For Crying Out Loud with Lynette Carolla and Stephanie Wilder Taylor. The two that are moms wanted to plan this trip. Okay. And they really wanted to like just go the two of them because mm-hmm. they didn't the other one is like too much of a go getter. And they're more no getters. Yeah, they're no getters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no getter for me. Right? Yeah. So they're like they love the one that's a go getter, uh-huh. but they're like, We just wanna be no getters. <laughs> we just wanna we just wanna like lounge. Watch I TV. love that you love that word. <laughs> Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Podcast One. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. That shows on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for doing what you do. Right, Drew? Thank you, sir. All right. So uh, last week, I was uh, on a vacation. Yeah. With my buddy, Danny Two Sheets. Yeah. And uh, he loves Kanye West. Uh, and I hate Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as a person, uh, as an artist. You don't know whether you hate him as a person or not. I do not know that That's part. That's true. But, um, and uh, I've taken a lot of crap over the years explaining um, my positions on your Kanye West versus your Princes versus your Beastie Boys. I found uh, you don't make fun of the Beastie Boys in front of anyone who's between the age of 37 and 52. They all have decided that the Beastie Boys are the best. They've been anointed. Yes. I explain the Beastie Boys are the best band for people who have no musical talent and who have molded themselves into a band. It's it's interesting, though, in that sometimes music is not about music, if that makes sense. It's almost like a novelty act. It's almost always about music for me. No, I understand that. But I mean, I think the reason that people would think to defend it is that they're not thinking about music. They're thinking about a sound they heard during a certain period of their life. And a mood that put them in a certain mood. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Uh, Can't deny that, which I don't deny. I still just say I'd much rather listen to Ben Folds because he actually knows how to play music and then... And then at some point, somebody said, later on in their careers, the Beastie Boys got kind of good. And I was like, yeah, good. So we all had to suffer for 15 years until they learned how to play instruments. And like, they, they figured they learned how to play instruments later on. <laughs> like, all right. I'm just not interested in going through that learning curve with them. You know, my feeling is, um, I don't know, when I found out about Elton John, he could play an instrument. Yeah. So I don't know if I would have stuck with Elton John for the 13 years while he was learning to play the piano. Where do you come in with Elton John, by the way? I've never heard you talk about him. Uh, he's, a, he's a great musician. He's a great performer. And he has some... Great songwriter. Great songwriter. Yep. The Bernie Taupin did all the lyrics. lyrics. But yep. but he's he's fantastic. He's like Billy Joel. He's, he's great. And then there's a couple of... Bad decisions made in the eighties, as as everyone, everyone does has that, yeah. you know. But yeah. overall, a talent. Okay, I don't have, I don't sit around and listen to a lot of Elton John, or I don't sit around and listen to a lot of Billy Joel. But I recognize their ability. Yeah, and I don't know what's wrong with my wiring, but somehow, I I like I like ability. Okay, and uh, it was funny. So I somebody then tweeted me. Um, now I always feel like where there's 
an absence of ability, there's a vacuum that's created and in comes attitude and stylistic choices. And I, look, it worked. I know comedic writers that are very unfunny, but they're all attitude, style. I got the vintage kicks on and all the whole frames. I got the right hat. Like they're all that stuff. And my, when I say to people all the time, you want to know why that exists on that person? I went and saw Seth MacFarlane in concert over the, over the holiday. When you see Seth MacFarlane, there is nothing on him. There's no tattoos. There's no earrings. There's no attitude. There's no dress. There's no anything. You just find he's the most regular. There is no bell and no whistle. He is artistically a million times past some of these, you know, Lou Reed. Lou Reed is, is horrible. All attitude, all cigarette, all frames, all all everything. Seth MacFarlane has none of that except for he's a thousand. And but but it's unfair to Seth MacFarlane to call him a thousand times the artist Lou Reed was because Lou Reed is Zero. not an artist. Zero. He's he's horrible. And uh, you take a look at a lot of people out there. Kanye's near the top of the list. A lot of affect, not a lot of talent. Another guy, zero affect. Ben Folds. Ben Folds has zero. There's nothing to him. You don't have the right frames, it's hairstyles, whatever it is. He's wearing blue jeans. I, there is nothing there except for talent. Because when you actually have talent, then guess what you don't need? Don't need all the other accoutrements and the trappings, yeah. all, the, all, all the fixings. I've been told for a million years that um, Kanye West is a genius. <laughs> and I didn't understand it. But it was funny. The argument I got in with Danny Two Sheets, who loves Kanye, um, is uh, and so somebody tweeted me him doing a Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, and I love playing this for you, Drew, because you, as a man who's a, a trained vocalist, can mm. really can, dig can, into this. Can really dig into this. Yeah. Stuff. So I'll play. It's got a little build up. Right. It's gone around the internet a little. It's him in his concert. First off, stop it already. I am not down with the concept of you using other people's art. As part of your art or most of your art. I'm not down with it from a joke standpoint. I'm not down with it. I, I'm not. It was a, I was influenced by Dane Cook and Richard Pryor. So I'm going to sample some of their jokes. No, 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 no. Not if you're going to be a stand up. You're allowed to be inspired by artists and things like that. You're not allowed to physically just take their art and place it on stage. Fair. No. When I sing Mozart Verdi, I'm using their art. So uh, it is, but it's designed to be sung by other people. You are you are allowed to cover. I'm covering. Are uh, allowed to do it. I'm using their music because that's what it was designed for. It was designed to be performed. Yes, by by lots of people. But lots of artists. you can't just pipe in uh, Pavarotti singing it and then you stand there and point at the ceiling. Right. That's, that's not right. that's not a Dr. Drew that's concert, right. is it? No, it's not. Well, let's see what Kanye does here. <laughs> So it's just him on stage, a lot of smoke, a lot of lights, and then of course the guys who did the song from 37 years ago. Now he's pointing at the ceiling. Is he singing? Well, the audience says he's going to start singing. 
pointing at the ceiling again. Tell me if there's any part of this performance you don't think you could handle. <laughs> well, listen. Here comes the incredible pipes. Just killed a man Put my gun up to his head Pulled a trigger Now he's dead Uh-oh Mama oh. Life has yeah, Don't sing the hard part The hard part has the audience saying, yeah But now I, I don't know. It's not him. It's, it's not, not going to get better. It's not going to get better. They do karaoke. They do karaoke at the bar outside the Irvine Improv on Thursday nights, like when we have to we do a show, and most everyone on stage is better than this. You could and argue they're drunk. Th- that's a certain kind of genius to pull that off. I would. I would always. Ooh. I always give the devil their due. But uh. In that case, you got to kind of tip yeah. tip the cap to Hitler yeah. too. That guy. <laughs> that was no easy feat what he did. You're right, Drew. <laughs> I agree. All the greats, Popat, Stalin, you know, those guys. That's quite an act. That's quite an act. Yeah, somebody had to go along with him. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. just shouting into a trash can. That's very interesting. Did you, so what did Kelson say after you pointed that this video out? I didn't play this video. I, I was playing for the other people. I was laughing. And then I told uh, Daniel about it. And then at some point, and then, like, my whole thing is, I would like to appreciate what Stevie Wonder does, and it's harder for me to appreciate that if I appreciate this as much. So I'm going to make a huge separation between what Smokey Robinson did with Tears of a Clown and this, who's just – he's voicing – doing doing a doing a Queen song. So this is a nothing, and and look, you can keep telling me what a genius he is. That's fine. I still haven't heard him sing anything. Yet are doing it, and this is just ripping off someone else's art, ripping it off, buying, selling tickets, and ripping off their art. That's fine. Now people go to the show, go, I love that song. That's true. You do love that yeah. song. It was done by band thirty-seven years ago, and you can go home and listen to it for free if you like. But all right, it's really um, sort of a weird delusion of a crowd kind of thing, right? It's yes, like we, yes, it's 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 a crowd delusion. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a crowd delusion syndrome. Now, what was funny is later on we we're sitting around and talking. And we're all having a laugh at the breakfast table, and I, some Lynette was telling the story about. Well, we went to uh, we went to uh, Vegas, and um, Adam wanted to go see Celine Dion, so we saw Celine Dion. We took the kids to see Celine Dion, and Daniel was laughing his ass off, like, "Are you kidding me? You saw Celine Dion?" And then he went, "Look who's a hypocrite." You're making fun of me for Kanye West, and you're seeing Celine Dion? I said, no, no. I'm proving my own point, which is she has pipes. She has ability. I don't have Celine Dion records. I don't listen to Celine Dion music. She has ability, and I would like to go support that. Yeah. Even if I'm not singing along to the songs because I don't know them, because you can check my phone or my computer, I don't have any Celine Dion. She doesn't sing stuff that she writes either, right? She sings. I, I don't know, but I am actually 
I am actually shoring up my own point, yeah. which is I don't like him because he can't sing. Yeah. And I like her because she can sing, but it doesn't make me a Celine Dion fan. It makes yeah. me a fan of people with talent. Yeah. And later on, he found out that we wanted to see Mariah Carey, and he was laughing even harder. And he's like, I'd rather listen to Kanye West all day than listen to like one of those songs. And I thought, I, I think most of this is just posturing an attitude. I, I don't think no, of again, it. No, I again, think, I think it's that these weird distinctions that people make which between sound, music, and singing. Those are all different categories for people. Well, also, for you, they all go one, one guy is super cool, and the other one is your, your, what your no, grandparents he, he, listen he, to. True, and he likes the sound that Kanye produces, even though it's not music and it's not singing. The sound of him pressing play? And hearing a Queen he, song? Well, I'm not sure he would sign off on that particular <laughs> Mama. Well, I don't know where Gary's at with this, but every time I talk to Gary, he's like, not this Kanye, the <laughs> other Kanye. Uh, am, I, am, I, am, I, am my point sort of justified or no? Am I off? Uh, I think your point's justified. I think this is dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm certainly not but defending I, this. But I absolutely know what Adam's complaining about with him. And my my point would be, well, I mean, that's not really music. It's a it's a sound. You know what I mean? It's some sound you no, like. No, I get piece. it. Like, I, look, a Jack in the Box taco is not really a taco. It's right. a Jack in the Box taco. Right. It's totally different than a taco, but it tastes good. You may like it. You may like it. You may like it. it doesn't make it good. This but is you not may like that it. though. This is him playing someone else's song and pointing at the ceiling. That's not oh, yeah. well, this is, him writing a song that I don't get or I this, don't think is fun. We were talking sort of globally about him. This is a crowd delusion of some type. This is some weird crowd experience of some type, right? Yes. I mean, it's hard to explain. Not to smart people. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do you do you get swept into crowd stuff? Are you able to like? Oh yeah, all the time. No, but I mean, like, if you're at a football I'm gonna do game, the ice, and, well, I'm going to do the ALS ice bucket challenge when I get home. No, and then I don't I'm mean marching that kind of with crowd. the Me Too girls. I got no, my no. pink hat on. No, I don't mean like that. Oh my god, these killer bees are coming in from Texas. Well, they moved from Mexico to Texas. Now they're coming to North Hollywood. You know about that one? I did hear about that. You I'm know, scared. I'm not letting Natalia go to college because there's a 37 percent chance she's going to get raped. I heard it was higher than that. Oh, maybe into the forties. Well, by the time she gets there, it'll yeah. be in the mid sixties. But there's a there's a genius heading uh, running Canada right now. Yeah, yeah. No third hand smoke. That's uh, I got to go out and write write an op ed piece about that. No, I don't buy into anything. That, but not doesn't, buy that, in. doesn't that sound fun to you? Like I mean, you're you know you're drunk with your friends. You're in a huge crowd, and uh, you're watching. Like, See, that's what I'm asking the most about. Famous the, people in the world. Sh- 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 don't go too far with this. Point at that's, the that's what I'm asking. That, that the crowd getting caught up with the crowd is that something you could do? I know you I, don't get. I could do pers- it if there was some product there. All right. Okay. I need the product. Has the answer is no. To be there. The answer is no. I don't know. I've, um, when we were on the cruise, and there's this, there's one dinner where all the waiters start dancing, and you know everybody gets kind of into it. Like, <laughs> True. Did Adam start oh, dancing? Adam's taking his t- his napkin. He's waving it around his head. He's twirling it. He's yeah, doing the I, I farted. I just didn't want there. you guys to know. Yeah, he, he had farted. purpose there. He had <laughs> trying to spread it around the table. <laughs> I call it the rainbird. <laughs> No, I'm totally into that if it's in an ironic way. I didn't then label our waiters geniuses. Yeah. I was, I was making – ba- When making, they danced the baked Alaska through. Right. You didn't, you didn't. I was making fun of how they sung, right. which is fine. I'm all, I'm all for – I'm not uh, uptight. I'm all for yeah. the shared experience. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying let's just under, understand, understand what it is. Kanye yeah. does what Kanye does because he can't do what Smokey Robinson does. Right. And that or Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And you'll never convince me that he could do that, but he decides to do this. Yeah. I that's, get it. That's, I get my, it. that's my feeling. No, he couldn't do that. There's no way. How do you know? It's true. We don't know. 
has never tried. We have a sense of it. I, I feel I, he and Smokey Robinson. I don't think would uh, eat from the same. They, they don't draw from the same space. That's all. All right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All I right. don't think so. You ready to? Uh, hump but he and the phone? Beastie Boys probably could get on quite well. Well, it's it's true. There's a lot of Beastie Boy fans that would defend their music. They their all sound. They all their defend sound. their their sound, yeah. which I don't argue with. Right. I just say that's what you would do if you had no musical ability and you wanted to do music for a living. Okay. But here's the caveat: there has to be enough dumb people to support you. Mm. And the good news is. Well, how are those Jack in the Box tacos selling? <laughs> Pretty good last time I checked. Well, there you go, all dumb people. Enjoy. Mark, 29, Rancho Cucamonga. What's up, guys? Hey What's there. going on? What's happening? Not much, man. So uh, basically, I just want to say, first of all, you guys have gotten me through about six years of mind-numbing jobs. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, Mama. <laughs> yeah, that that pitch issue was quite quite problematic. And that was with an earpiece in, if you noticed. Mama. I was thinking, well, maybe get some feedbacks. Yeah, an earpiece in. It's hey, it's fairly new technology, man. Like yeah, I man. Said, so that's right. You know. Anyways, so my here's the deal, man. I've been married for almost three years, um, and my wife is basically super physically abusive. Uh-oh. Like. Whenever we get into anything, her first reaction is swing instead of talk about it. Crazy and nationality? Like, uh, yeah, you know, Puerto Rican, Latina. Uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. Who knew? It says it right there. Uh, I know, It doesn't right? say anything. I always know. There's, there's not. There's got to be something going on. Oof. Just don't run into enough young women throwing punches. Well, mm-hmm. that's illegal, you right? get her in the octagon. Does she understand that's illegal? Got to make some lemonade out of that. Uh. Um. Honestly, like when she's mad, I, like I always tell her this, I'm like, you literally lose your mind. Like you don't, you have no awareness of anything. You just, it's just anger, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my concern is, because, you know, you can only get socked so many times in the forehead before you respond. Um, so I'll like, you know, block her or whatnot, or like literally throw her away from me. And my fear is, you know, she calls the cops, hey, uh, I'm bleeding this and that. And of course, the cop's going to take the the bruised wife yeah. rather than the guy that has five that, punches that, on his That forehead. is going to happen. That's going yeah, to happen. So, yeah. So, well, that's just let's. It's called profiling. It's what cops do. We don't like it. We like it in this case normally, but we don't like it with other ethnicities. But what I'm saying is, is when there's a husband and a wife, and they both have a black eye, the husband gets into trouble. Yeah. So yeah. Y- you need to. Would she be willing to go see a therapist? Um, I mean, we've probably seen two. Uh, like, I, I was a part of a church when he got married, and like, went into like this, you know, counseling therapy. Yeah, and you need I to see a licensed professional. How are okay. you doing, Mark? And, and by the way, you must discuss this behavior in that therapist office, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, for sure. Okay. It, that, is that there, it? Like. Is it... There's, there's, there are remedies, and the therapist will be able to. Bring some of that home. Okay. I, I just want to know if I should run for the hills or try and make it work because I'm just scared, like literally, do, that do one you day have, I'll be in prison. Do you have kids? No. 
Uh, Drew, what about somebody who's explosively angry? I yeah. mean, obviously it can be worked on and worked on yeah. and worked on, but you're going to have the base of kind of an angry Well, angry is one thing, control. but domestic violence is other. And you know, as we say, when you get in a domestic violence situation, our first job is to separate these people. And and when you when you tell the therapist, there will now be a record, an ongoing record of what's actually going on here. So when the police get called after you throw her away, uh, there will be now a record that you can call upon and say, "Look, we the social services have been involved, a therapist involved, and she has continued to domestically abuse me." I, I my personal feeling is you're not thirty yet, you have no kids yet. Uh this is a project. This is a big project. And so you have to decide, is this – this is a big big rebuild. I don't know. If you want to take on this kind of project at 29, you, you may. On the other hand, uh, domestic abuse is not a bad reason to um, pull up stakes and call the life. And, and, and at least I would tell her that that's what will happen here if she doesn't uh, yeah. get things together. And then duck. Bo, 34, Las Vegas. Yes. How are you, Adam? Good. Hey, I just had a question for you and Dr. Drew. I have two, uh, well, one brother-in-law, one friend. Um, we've been friends since high school. They both lost a member of their family very young in life. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they now have issues with uh, mental illness, we'll say. Um, and they both have very addictive personalities. They both uh, use drugs, drink. Um, my buddy from high school has been in and out of jail essentially since then. Um, he's looking at a felony now. He's actually in jail right now. Um, I was just curious, you and Dr. Drew's point as to when you kind of pull up stakes with these people and kind of call it, um, when maybe you're the only resource they have or one of the only resources they have, when do you kind of say enough is enough? I got to get out of this. Well, there's, there's no rule for that. That's a, those are always very personal decisions, but I will tell you in deciding to do so, sometimes you are very helpful to those people. Because loss is what gets people to change. When they've lost enough, sometimes they go, "I got to think. This isn't working. I got to do. I got to take a look at this." And so, by sticking around, sometimes you enable, and by leaving, sometimes you deliver a message that can't be heard any other way. Um, here's my feeling, and uh, I go through this a lot. Not with uh, addiction per se, but sometimes addiction, but just in general. I feel like your job is to do quite a bit more than a stranger would do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not as much as Mother Teresa would do or the greatest dad in the world. Think Bill Cosby circa mid-80s. Mid-80s. And then once you've met that criteria, you can move on. You know, once you've you've asked, reported, attempted to pay for or help or facilitate something, you know, multiple, multiple times, then you can just move on and it's because you've gone well beyond what 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 would be reasonable. I it's, I don't know. It's like the cop is allowed to say, get down and put your hands behind your head. He's allowed to say it five times, and then maybe the sixth time he's allowed to get out the pepper spray if you're still yeah. standing there wailing in the air. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And And you could go, well, what about an eighth time? And you go, okay, well, some cops would do that. Some cops would do it twice and then hit you with a pepper spray. I think your job is to be the nice cop who goes as far as you can go with things, but eventually that'll be their decision. 
and you can move on. You Now, I'm not saying leave. I don't think Adam is either. But if you do stay around, you've got to be very good with boundaries and limits and that kind of thing. And not everyone can do that. And you're not helping them if you're not doing that. Huh? Yeah, I, I, Drew and I are wired very differently. We run into what? this all the time. But I feel like whoever it is, I give them a choice. It's a sort of uh, let me help you. And let's uh, let's let's go down this effective road where I help you. But the seventh time you call me an asshole, then you can go down the road alone. <laughs> and then when people say to me, do you feel bad that you're not going down that road? I go, no, I, I did way more than uh, I think most people would do. Certainly then I've asked if anyone for me myself to go down the road. What have you asked of somebody, Drew? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever said to somebody like, hey, you need to pay for me for a year. Or I no. need you to do this. Like, no. Think about your entire life. Do you ever really even say to anyone, you need to do this for me? No, I need you too is not a common sort of <laughs> demand. No. And, and also, you need to is even weirder for me. Or how many times has someone said like, hey, man, this is the fifth time we've had to talk about this. Now, what I, other than my coffee mugs. What I want you to you, you have to listen to me now. Now listen, Drew. Shitting on I'm, your ideas. I'm shitting your jokes. Well, that's true. That's but I mean, job, like though. people go, like I'm willing to pay for you to go, go to college, but you got to stay in college. Like, have you ever even had any of that? No, I don't. No. I don't recall any conversation I've had with anybody. It was like, I will pay for the vocational training, but you cannot hit the teacher with the head with a book. Like I, I no one's offered to do anything. It's just always been a sort of. You do your job, I'll do my job. Yeah. So it's weird to me that people don't capitalize on that, but that's part of addiction. But I've also really realized, bigger picture, that just general opportunity is not something that people see or enjoy or, or even 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 process. What do you mean general opportunity? He's talking about it on ACS, which is just... I've dealt with many, many people in life who I realize don't, you know, we say, oh, they don't, act, they, they don't recognize opportunity um, or, or no, they don't capitalize on opportunity. And my thing is they don't recognize it. They don't know what opportunity. Well, that's this they, they've never seen it. They don't know what, they don't know what it feels right. like. We had a conversation earlier in the week was this business about luck or not luck. Luck is seeing something and jumping at it. Yeah, that's I, it. And bad luck it happens, and then you keep going, and that's the that's the effect of luck on people that that get where they want to go. Yeah, well, opportunity is one of these things that it's you know, true. You know I've what seen it is? People, I've yep. seen people squander opportunities an awful lot, an awful lot. Oh, where, I'm, where, I'm, where I say, like, well, why did you stay with that? That's awesome. They're like, man, I, don't really, I, don't I like got a it. theory here, Drew. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. You know, it, it, it all roads lead back to Dr. Drew and his delayed gratification thing. Oh, yes. The, right? The marshmallow experiment. Right. Yeah. Most everyone who fucks up big time in life has this thing where it's like, this is where I am today, and a feeling of, so it is. Like, if you take a dog to the vet, yeah. the dog really doesn't want to go to the vet because when you put him in the cage at the vet for overnight, it feels like forever. Yes. To the, to the dog. Yes, yes. That's what kids feel like. Yes. You know, they've got to go to sleepaway camp and they don't want to go for right. three days. It's forever. Intolerable, yeah. And all the immature people I know, that's how they run their life. 
This is forever. But you think good that, and bad. Right, I, I saying, want you would all think the marshmallows to... right now. And you go, you can have 100 marshmallows tomorrow. No, give them, give them now. It's all now. And when they have a job or even a relationship or a situation, and you go, listen, I'm not happy here. I need you to do this. They go, but it's forever. They don't say it. They feel it's now. You would it's think forever. If it's something they don't like, though, they would change it. They like the part where they're here. Yeah. And they don't do anything you say, but they're here. Yeah. The part they don't, they can't reconcile is the part where they're not going to be here. Right. That, right. That they can't figure out. The marshmallow person thinks down the road all the time. The yes. good marshmallow yes. person. They can project, constantly going. It's projection into the future. Where, where are we going to be? Where, yeah. How's this going to be? Two yeah. years. Where am I going to yeah. be with this person? Yeah. They don't realize. Just, I just have people, for, for in general, just piss, they just piss me off. And like, why are you pissing me off? And then it doesn't register to them that eventually I will get to my saturation level with right. the pissed off. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'll, I mean, I have people. You know, I won't. I won't say names, but there's people that have said to me like, "Hey, uh, not on this side of the shop, but uh, I need a raise. I need some more money." And I said, "Okay, I give them the raise." But I saw their work not getting any better. But the money. And then at the end of the year, I was writing a check going, this person's making a lot of money, but yet their work is whatever. And I thought, you know, let's take the beginning of the new year off. Because you asked for this, but you didn't up your game commensurate with it. So you've actually priced yourself out of the market, which is another thing, too, where people go, I want more of this. I want more of this. I want, I want more money. I want more of this. That's great, but you better be bringing more this, too, because the part where you just want more, that's great. That could last for six months or a year or two years, but it's not. it doesn't go on Indefinite. down the road. Yeah, yeah. Down the road, unless you're bringing more, if you're asking for more, yeah. it, don't, it doesn't continue. Speaking of asking for more, our friend uh, Thomas Burbine. I love Tom Burbine. Do you? He is the – I'm going to give you his official – his official title is director of the Williston Observatory at Mount Holyoke College in, yeah. in Massachusetts, near where I went to college. Uh, he's a PhD in planetary sciences from MIT, and he is the gentleman that named an asteroid after us. That's right. And has sent us his book on asteroids. Mm-hmm. This is Tom Burbine's book. We love that guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. Has he I come visit you once in a while? I saw him on the cruise three no weeks ago. No way. That's yeah, weird way. and hysterical. I love that guy. All right. Do it. We get done with Bo? Yeah, we got done with Bo. Yeah, I think so. Why is there a B-O Bo and a B-A-U Bo? Because maybe our guys spell it one way or the other. I don't know. Bo means... Oh, hold on. Let me write this down. <laughs> You're saying it's because it's spelled <laughs> differently. It's spelled differently. That's what I'm saying. I don't like the two Bows. Ooh, there's some, he- on there's a bow. some heavy math in this uh, thermal inertia. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, Drew's getting wood over there. I'll tell you about a live basic cable commentary. Irvine, Improv, Cobra... January 25th, watch that at uh, 8 o'clock, me up on stage. And then Thursday, March 15th, Oxnard Levity Live. And just go to adamcroll.com for everything you need. And Corolla drinks, say hi to Lynette. And Drew, what do you got? I am deep in this asteroid book. And I had no idea there was so much. Look at, the, look at this. Technical material around asteroids. It's just asteroids. You thought it was a super simple I just science? thought it was going to be more descriptive. It's like it's... You thought it would be like, show man, rock thingies up there, man. And it's so. going like like mega fast, dude. Go to drdrew.com. Check out the family of pods there. We'd love to hear from you on the contact list. Please head on over to support the people that support us there. Uh, Dan Carlin on the Dr. Podcast this week. So it doesn't say hella fast anywhere there? It doesn't say hella fast, but it's, it's hmm. got some... 
terminology I don't even quite even understand. So it's very interesting. Yep, that's how Tom doesn't get laid. <laughs> so, till next time, man. Pearl for Dr. Drew saying, Mahala. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.